0: Hello, and welcome to my very first episode of my very first podcast. I've always been interested in true crime and listen to the podcasts all the time, so I thought, why not start my own? I wanted to begin by saying that I am no expert, but I have done my best to research these cases. My first episode will be focused on a crime committed by someone around my age, so without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Brenda Ann Spencer was born on April 3, 1962, in California. She had two older siblings, her brother, Scott, who was six years older than her, and her sister, who was four years older. Brenda's parents divorced when she was only ten years old. Her two siblings told the judge they would much rather live with their father. This was perhaps because of his lack of rules. The judge decided he did not want to split up the children, so Wally, Brenda's father, got custody of all three kids. Brenda became quiet after the the divorce and was considered odd by her classmates. When Brenda met a boy named Brent who was three years younger than her, her behaviour changed entirely. She began failing classes and got in trouble for several things, including shooting at a window of Cleveland Elementary School. Brenda had always been an excellent shot. In the summer of that year, Brent and his family moved away. Brenda's behaviour began to improve massively. On Monday the 29th of January, 1979, Wally opens Brenda's door to wake her up for school. She was already up and dressed, but asked if she could stay home. Wally was used to her monthly illnesses and gave her permission and left for work soon after. Brenda took boxes of her bullets and a rifle which her father had given her a few Christmases ago. While lightweight, the rifle was extremely powerful and very dangerous. She aimed the rifle directly at the front of Cleveland Elementary School. The elementary school in question had three hundred students and teachers. Just after the morning bell rang, a shot rang out. A girl had been shot in the abdomen and a boy in the buttocks. Another girl, Crystal, aged eight, screamed in pain as she clutched her wrists. A bullet had passed straight through her wrist. The principal shouted for Crystal to run before being hit by a bullet in the chest. The school was in chaos. A stray bullet had hit the fire. So on top of all the confusion they already had, most students were now very hesitant. They didn't know what they should do, whether they should go outside like a normal fire alarm, or whether they should hide. One kindergarten teacher lined up all her students to take them outside. When it finally registered that the danger was coming from outside, many children took cover in the bushes. Shots were continuing to be fired from what was now known as the house across the street. The teachers had begun to lead the children inside to the auditorium. Two police officers approached the head teacher and another year six teacher on the ground. When they heard a round of shots, no one could get near the shooter without shots being fired. A plan was made to use a delivery truck to block off the bullet. As the shooter was unable to reach the school, the shooting ended at 9am, about 20 minutes after the shooting had started. Two reporters were given the task of trying to make contact with anyone who lived along the street, to see if there were any witnesses to the horrific event that had just occurred. When Brenda was called, she answered as if it were any normal day. She was asked if she knew about the shooting. She told him she had seen the entire thing, and the shots came from sixty-three, fifty-six Lake Atten. The reporter paused and asked, Wait, isn't that your address? Brenda giggled in reply. Sure, who do you think did it? She hung up. The first thought was that she must be joking. The reporter tried to reach her again. Brenda answered the phone a second time. The reporter asked if she was serious. She replied by asking if this was for the paper. The reporter said yes. The conversation went on for several more minutes. During the conversation, Brenda told him that she had started shooting for the fun of it. When the police asked her why she had shot, she replied by saying, I don't like Mondays. Does anyone like Mondays? This was a way to liven up the day. After the police promised the 16-year-old a Burger King meal, she agreed to come out of the house. She was arrested and did not resist. Brenda Spencer was charged as an adult and pleaded guilty for two counts of murder and assault with deadly weapons. She remains in prison today. Brenda's statements inspired a song titled, I Don't Like Mondays, and a book by Eric Eric Hart called, Does Anyone Like Mondays? Honestly I think the answer to that question is a no. The only reason I enjoy Mondays is because I quite enjoy to learn, but usually the day is extremely dull. You're probably wondering, Was there a real reason for this 16-year-old girl to shoot at a school she didn't even attend? I believe that something must lead to something else, and that nothing happens without a reason behind it. What the real reason was for this mass shooting remains unclear. As a high school child myself, though, I do have some ideas. Brenda was described as having few friends, Perhaps being lonely and unnoticed was one of the reasons for her to commit this awful crime. When you have little, you crave attention. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this podcast.